I don't know. I I think I know the answer to this. Um, but do you regret it? No. Being in the business. Being a freelancer. Oh no, no, not a single moment. No, no. Hey, awesome creators of the interwebs. I know it's been a while since I've been in your ears, but hey, we're here now, and that's the most important part. So today I got something really cool for you. It is the freelance Q and A. Um, I did a few questions on Instagram. I think it was already a month ago or something about. Yeah, what you guys wanted to know about freelancing. So I actually sat down with two other creators, two other amazing people who are doing everything freelance. And we just sat down chilling and talking about these questions that you had. And that's turned out into this um, monster podcast of, I think, like 45 minutes on its own. So if you cannot listen to it fully the first time, just pause it and then go back because there is there is a lot of information in here. So definitely, definitely give it a listen, especially if you're thinking about going freelance or you're already in the freelance world, but you know, want to listen to what other people are saying. Okay, a little bit of an introduction to these two guys is um, we have, I invited Brent and Simon here on the podcast. These two people actually have helped me decide for going to go freelance in the first place. So I wouldn't have been here doing the podcast. I wouldn't have been here doing videos for YouTube. I wouldn't do all these things if it weren't for these two people. And together, I think we have almost 15 years of freelance experience. So it's me, the rookie. I've been doing this for one year, a little bit more now. Um, then we have Simon. Simon, he has been doing this for almost three years. And then we have Brent, the veteran. He's doing, I think, almost nine years, 10 years, something in between that. So he actually knows and he's been doing this for a long time. So he knows how to handle himself as a freelancer. Um, for their crafts, I am going to put uh, a link in the description of this podcast so you can check them out. They're not that active on social yet, so guys, if you're listening to this, go, go get them. Although they're doing really, really awesome stuff. Um, we have Simon who is, how would I put it, a little bit of a jack of all traits, but he does everything really, really well. He's a great editor, he's a great animator, he knows how to handle a camera. You know, if you have a problem, you just go to that guy and he knows how to fix it camera or video wise. And then we have Brent, who is more specialized. He is a DP, also does editing and all the other stuff, but is really, really good at framing shots and making a really awesome composition and just going all in for the shot. And that's where I learned a lot from him about how to do these things in the first place. So um, without further ado, I'm not gonna take too long. There's also a video version of this one coming up. It's about if you should do film school or not. So definitely check out YouTube's. If it's on there, uh, probably next week from uploading this video. However, if you're listening to this in the future, yeah, you can just find that back. There's also so much value in that one. Okay, that's enough for the intro. Guys, let's just start with the first question. And I'm never looking back again. So just starting with the first one, what was the deciding factor for going freelance? You already touched a little bit, but like a short answer for the both of you. Simon. For me, it was more like 
Yeah, choosing your own path. So you can do whatever you want and you can try finding the clients that match the best with you. So that was the reason why I went freelance because when it's busy, when you have busy times, it's very busy. But when there's no work, just relax, go on vacation, just enjoy yourself and there's nobody watching. Yeah, for me it's more, it was just uh, by accident, by getting a job and knowing I had 13, 14 days that I could gain some money and then um, afterwards it was impossible to go back to working for a boss. Not that I did it, but I couldn't do it anymore because you had the freedom. You know, if you don't want to work, you just don't take the job and then you don't work. Mm-hmm. But you need to have the money in the end. So it's You just, will take the job. Yeah, you will. You But you will find a balance after mm-hmm. some time. The responsibility is very big if you're a freelancer. There's nobody above you who will take the responsibility. No, it's all up to you. Yeah, but that also makes life interesting. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I think. Otherwise, I might not always be the... The best of yourself. Yeah. 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 That's funny because um, before I went freelance, I did have a job. Something was which was very funny that my boss said was she didn't see freelancers as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But... That's interesting. It's yeah. I I don't know, I don't really see it that way because what I've learned from all of this is you have to have some entrepreneurial skills to keep I, being a freelancer. On the other I, I I see what she means because you're not starting a company with a fresh new idea in that sense and you're a lot of camera operators and editors stay camera operators and editors for the rest of their life. So afterwards, when you stop working, you can't just uh, sell your company. And by if you have like a startup company, you can sell your company at the end. So I see what she's or getting. Or company at. could die, or you could die as well yeah. with your freelance job. Well, not yeah. die specifically, but yeah. But I, do you see yeah, what I mean? I, I know you but can't really sell yourself afterwards, uh-huh. and uh, just a company with an idea, you, you can. But on the other hand. Yeah, you, if you don't have the skills, you won't be a freelancer it, for long. It is yeah. officially a company. Yeah, have, so. and um, the line is very thin because you can be a freelancer and stay a freelancer, but you can also grow and do like full productions and hire mm-hmm. other people and be like a production company on your own. That's I do yeah, a lot of small productions when I hire hire a camera guy or I hire a sound guy. But I still do the editing myself. Yeah, and especially now we live in modern times, as mm-hmm. they say. And everything's changing so fast with the social media stuff and everything. So now uh, uh, filming in 916 uh, instead of 16 by 9. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> At first, I, I hated it. But now it's became, it became like a regular thing. But mm-hmm. the big production companies... They, they don't do it yet. No, They're indeed. starting now, but I've been doing it already for four or five years. You know how long... Well, it's not four or yeah, five years, but... Y- yeah, I'm, maybe I, I'm exaggerating. I, I, I pulled the crap out of the people in my internship because I filmed I, a complete session no in 916, but they didn't ask me to film it in the first place, so oh, I did okay, it okay. extra. 
but I filmed everything in 916 and they were like, hey, we want to use this footage. Why did you film it this way? <laughs> but I made a, f a story version out of that, which I then put on their Instagram. And I got, I think, 1,000 views, which was insane for yeah. having a really small yeah, but a small account. Exactly. So, so it's not that we're not uh, starting from one idea that afterwards, like you say, we can develop new things and new ideas mm -hmm. and new ways to create movies and new, like YouTube. I mean, in Belgium, it's so small for mm -hmm. now that the, the you big, are... You have really big YouTubers, but you don't know yeah. that they're from Belgium. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. It, that's the reason why in Belgium, they're, they're actually successful companies now because they're doing something in Belgium that almost nobody else is doing or at least not on a good quality yeah, scale quali yeah 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 so um you're getting a lot of compliments today tom yeah <laughs> i should have done this earlier <laughs> no um but just one thing that i wanted to say to round up this question um since for me it's been a little bit different i think um i was doing what i was doing here but inside of a company. So the idea was to build my own company inside of an, another company. Um, it's a little bit of complicated backstory. I'm not going to go into detail about that. But what for me, what was the deciding factor is one, having a YouTube channel was very important for me to have my own kind of freedom to do whatever I wanted. I couldn't do that at that company. True. And as well... Um, if you're in a production company and you're doing your creative stuff, which you could do on your own, it doesn't feel like you're creating a baby. Well, yeah. not a real baby. Yeah, but yeah I know. You yeah, should ask Friend. Him. He knows how to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> So that was very important for me that if I was going to screw up, it should be on my terms. Yeah, yeah. it's really a partnership between you and the, the client. Yeah. So there's nobody in between. There's no middleman. You and the client. That's it. Yeah. And I guess that's just Well, in my case there are yeah. a couple of yeah, companies in between most of the time. But uh I still see what you mean. I was talking with Simon I think a year ago about this thing of freelancers being mini production companies. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of what we do, not per se Brent, because you're doing a lot with yeah, sometimes I do small productions, but most of yeah. the time, just, yeah. But what I think is really awesome, if you're a freelancer slash mini production company, mm -hmm. you have direct uh, directive control. Yeah, You indeed. have complete, uh, complete creative control, that's what I want to, make, mm -hmm. want to say, about the entire project. F you can start with a script that you wrote. You know which visuals you want because it's in your head. When you're shooting, you know when you're done, when you have those visuals. You don't have to guess, is this what the editor needs? Is this what the story is like? And when you're editing, you, it goes so much faster because you know which shots you had, you know which worked, which didn't work. I know Brendis wants to say something. But um, for me, it's just really awesome that now in this day and age, we can do this all by ourselves. What a few years ago, teams needed to be to get these mm -hmm these kind of productions off the ground. Yeah, true. Now no, completely me. true that, that you can do it on your own. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't want to uh, doesn't mean that you have complete um, freedom. 
because the client is always more difficult than Indeed. you think. You don't Indeed. have to spoil your viewers with making it look more beautiful than it actually is because you write the script and you film mm -hmm. it and then you edit it and then afterwards you re-edit because the client wants something else. And that yeah. also is... Don't... Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I've, But it's also like with which client... You're going way ahead with questions, but which clients do you work with? That yeah. has a major deal in that. Mm -hmm. I think if true. you have people who come for you because you're the creator and you they want your style versus you're just a technician who they need for your skills. Yeah, but even mm -hmm. then, it always changes a little bit. It's al You always yeah. have to get some yeah. compromises, I think. Yeah. Indeed. yeah. But it's also like, how do you... Not, not that it's that, that important, I just wanted no, to say... No, I know. You, sometimes you have shitty clients. Sometimes you have to redo everything and you know it was definitely not the best version of what it could have been. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. But sometimes you can get really close. Yeah. with making some compromises yeah. completely true yeah completely true yeah, that's a good give it's also a good giveaway for people who are starting you're gonna get shitty clients of course <laughs> but also very good and clients. you can always make it a little bit better but don't try yeah. to and hang on the good clients and leave the shitty clients yes yeah. definitely that's something i have for another question as yeah. well so yeah i guess we complete the first one going so. on to the next one uh it's from Jana Tees. Where or how did you find your first gig? And a side question is, what should new freelancers do when you're starting out? Try to talk to as many people as you can. And in a moment, you will find the right people and they will give you like an opportunity and then it starts. And be humble. Don't be an asshole. Indeed. Be kind. Don't... Don't be afraid of holding cables and, and doing crappy things. Start low. You will look and people will see that you're yeah, that you're helping them and that you're doing your mm -hmm. best and they will give you opportunities Indeed. or they will put you in contact with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, word, word word to mouth or how do you say it? Yeah, yeah word to mouth is word to mouth, yeah. What is just, the best thing? just be yourself. Don't try to become someone else or Try unless to you're an unless asshole. you're an asshole, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I think you just need to be the, the guy they want to work with. Indeed. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, they won't because come to you. I've been on productions. It's not really the best thing to say, but I've been on productions that I know I wasn't the best uh, camera operator for that production, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they of still course. wanted to work with me because they liked who I was. And and they yeah. like the way because you're you're work working with people. It's very social for right? a, for a long time. Sometimes mm -hmm. you work for five six days, sometimes months with the same people every day. So yeah. that's a very big, a very important part of working mm -hmm. in the industry. Indeed, I guess also something which is useful, which I found is useful, is using clients that you already have in the case you already did like just one or two or you're just starting out but using them as a lever for the next one yeah so you can yep. show like hey i used i did this something similar we yep. can co-op on this one and then um every job is an opportunity to get a new job yeah so even if it's not from the same client indeed. because i think which is easiest is here if your clients are really happy that they ask you again 
-hmm. because you don't have to spend extra time and um, you don't need to spend resources in finding new clients. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier. Um, you but know, that also will happen. Also, you can use those things in your marketing, make like a, a portfolio, but mm -hmm. find out, and it's something for the next questions as well, um, find out what you would love to do most. And the more of these projects you do, the more specialized you will get. And the more people will know, this is the guy we need for that job. Yep. I think that's also um, important. You can do a wide range of, of things. Like Simon, I know he does a lot of things. And mm -hmm. I think most people will come to him for like, I, I have this idea, but I don't know how to do it. Help me. Yeah, indeed. But you can go the other way around, which is for me, I am doing science videos now a little bit more. So content for social media, for whatever, but um, directly targeted at scientific resource, scientific content. Um, people now are starting to get to know like, hey, there's this guy who did marine biology, but he also filmmaker. He knows how to do science videos. We need to get that guy. So I think that's also a way to work around with this if you're starting out try everything mm -hmm. use what works for you and then niche down to what's yeah, you your can thing keep doing everything just do one thing more yes yep. and Indeed. better yep. yeah okay that was a nice one um max kaisers uh, i'm completely massacring all these names but i'm sorry um how hard is it to keep and f or find new clients yeah it's a little bit building on top of this question how would you say maybe to put it like this um the last half year did you have more reoccurring clients or did you get more new clients a few new ones uh also thanks to brand um and yeah more recurring clients yeah but a few new ones and it's again a big opportunity And the first job is always scary for a new client. You don't know how to, how they will react. Is is that the thing they want? But yeah, if if the final is great, yeah, then just they, over deliver the first time. Yeah, indeed. But don't over deliver the first time and then go back. No. Yeah, no. My biggest client now that I have, um, where I'm doing um, commercials for pretty big commercials on social media, so not TV and stuff like that, but still pretty big commercials. It all started with doing one project for like half the price or something, but also the producer worked for half the price. Everybody did an effort, and then uh, we did the project, went really well, edited it. They were, yeah, they were super glad, and then Afterwards, we got another project and then we could ask our normal prices yeah. because we were talking about over-delivering over yeah. and stuff like that. But you always have to be careful that afterwards, um, yeah, like you say, that you, you don't get in trouble because they think you're cheap or Indeed. that you always Indeed. deliver the same amount. So yeah. you really have to, when you do things like I did, really have to communicate that normal prices are that and normal yeah. timings are that and what you get normally would be that. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you can mention like this is a special 
Yeah. 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 That's the first yeah. time we cooperate. So, yeah, we will do an extra. Each of us, we take some extra time in the edit just to yeah understand each other. And then next time you make more accurate And then they know why, why it takes so long or indeed. why it costs so much. Indeed. It's a relationship. Yeah. Because I just wanted to mention this because a lot of people uh, do something for free maybe one time and then the second time they don't, they the people think they would do it for free again or mm -hmm. for a hundred bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can have multiple strategies when working with clients. Yeah. Um, but what for me works or how I communicate it to the clients, at least at this point, because I've been growing myself for the past year. Um, now, if I want to do something, but there's like not a lot of budget, like you say, I mentioned it up front, like, hey, this is not my price, what I normally do, but yeah, I want to do this for you. Communication is key. But just mostly be honest. If, yeah, if I really want to do it because it's more like a passion project, mm -hmm. I think mostly i won't charge anything because i'm like i want to do this for free but if you want if you decide to work with me like on a legit scale the next time you need to know that this is going to be like my prices and there's no yeah. wiggling room because if you're really looking and that's also like what point do you want to deliver if it's do you want them to choose you or do you want them to choose your skills I think I want to have people come to me for they want Tom, the yeah, but it's like Tom you said with the skills. With the skills, it's yeah. really not good. for the price. You need to have passion projects, yeah, and that you can do for mm -hmm. free. But also, you told once told me, and it was very good how you mentioned it that you also have to educate your clients. Yeah, indeed. You need to learn them how the business mm -hmm. works. Yeah, indeed. I mean, and how to know. be efficient, like. Uh, to work and with that's an hard. editor, you need to be efficient with the feedback. With the if you give good feedback, it's mm -hmm. yeah. better. What and I that's hard. Yeah. yeah, what I do now when I have a new client, um, I don't know how, what your workflow is, but I have three phases that we go through. First is, and I also communicate communicate that upfront. It's like the scripting, so the idea of the video. Um, once that is finished, that's locked. Nothing can be changed anymore. So mm -hmm. no changes in hindsight, like we should do this or that, because then you lose a lot of days and you lose a lot of budget. Um, when that's finished, you go into the film production part, you film everything, you see if you need extra film days or not. Maybe you didn't get something the way you needed it. That's difficult. That's tricky. Um, also, I think it's good if you can um, work with project-based prices instead of day rates because if you do it project-based you can put in a margin for an extra film day which you can also because you know there's always going to be more work that you're putting in instead of what you ask for it so i always try to put in like an extra day of margin just to have some safety and wiggle room for myself to know that i'm not doing a lot of work extra yeah. which is not in the in the budget yeah that's it, it's If you work on project, yeah. If you based work on project base, I but I also do it because, um, like for a commercial shoot, you have one day, that's it. You can't choose the day if it's not the weather is not good. Yeah, then just work around, put some lights up and stuff like that. But I put I try to take some margins in um, lighting budget. 
um, yeah. stuff like gear. that. Extra gear. Yeah, it's not that much, but sometimes you really need it to get, oh, no, it's going to be crappy weather. Let's get an extra big light to pre mm -hmm. pretend like the sun's out. Indeed. So it's about the same, but... Yeah, uh, but I you mean, just need to build in those margins for yourself, Yeah, I mm -hmm. think. Um, even if you're starting out. And then if you don't use it, or you get more profit, or mm -hmm. you can tell your client, hey, we, we budgeted a little bit of extra, they, the invoice is going to be a little bit lower, and they're yeah. happy. Indeed. So. so, yeah, I guess that's how I've been doing it. And then um, also, like, just locking everything, every step that you take, just to don't, if, it, if it's possible with the project, because you don't want to be in full-on editing mode, have everything finished, and then you get the final version, and then they send something back, and then they, um, yeah, can you do something about this part? And then you go back, and then, no, we actually don't like the music, and then you yeah. go back, and then at the end, you're at editing version 19. You know, that's, well, I think first you should ask extra for all those revisions, um, but not as well, not always easy. Not always easy. Huh? <laughs> or you communicate that up front. You say like, "Hey, yeah. there's one revision." Yeah, even then, even then it's not always easy. Client no. is still king. Yeah, indeed. And that's why you need to educate your voilà. educate and your clients. Be open, communicate. Communication yeah. is try to be as clear as possible. Yeah, and, and also for the client, it's not fun to have to wait on a project for months. You want no. everybody to be yeah. happy. Yeah, you want yourself to be happy, but also the client. So. Yep. So I guess just clear communication. Yes. <laughs> Not how you find new clients, but... <laughs> <laughs> how do you find new clients? Yeah, word to mouth. Okay, yeah. we had that question. Yeah, true. No, <laughs> actually, that's been... I think that's the best for everyone. Word of mouth is the best marketing. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, build a portfolio. Mm -hmm. Corporate clients, commercials, uh, multi-camera, uh, after movies. Yeah. Try to have a little bit of everything and then... And you can send something to the right people. Yeah. Just work your way up. And make a show reel. Mm. <laughs> I don't think... Who think does that, that anymore? Yeah, I think that's old school. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm still going to have one in a couple of years or so, but yeah, it's old school. Do you have it? Working on it. <laughs> there should work be one progress. from 2017. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's still work in progress. The, the next question is by Blue Ink. And the question is actually twofold. Um, what has been the biggest challenge you've gone through as a filmmaker slash creator and as a freelancer? So more as the business operator of this, the one-man band. So the creative and the business yes. side. Okay. Now it's time to drop some bombs. Oh. I think um, one of the main uh, difficulties in the beginning is um, not panicking when you don't have enough jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why um, I also mentioned somewhere in the beginning that um, it's easier to start freelancing when you still live at home at your parents or mm -hmm. stuff like that. So you always have a backup plan. Because in the beginning, sometimes you have 20 days in a month and then the month after you have one day or not even mm -hmm. one day and then you start to panic and you start to become cheaper, do crappy things, but the crappy jobs won't get you any further. Come so. to podcast. What? Come to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but indeed, sometimes it's very busy and then you have like a drop. Um, for me, it's like in summer. 
but it's okay. I go on holiday, but then you come <laughs> back and it's like, oh, still no, no yeah. email, still no, nothing. And but like, it all works out. In yeah, the in the end, but it's always a few weeks stress and yeah, yeah. and then you see your financial status go down. And also very important. Don't spend all your money Indeed. on gear. That's what I did. Keep a buffer. I mean, I'm still working, so it should have, I mean, it's okay, but still try yeah. to try to hold some money on the side. Because you can do some big projects, a lot of money, but you don't have the money directly. No. Yeah. Sometimes oh, it's yeah. one month, two months, mm. and then you have a month, no jobs, no money. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, pay me clients, pay yeah, me. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just build some contingency, like no... For example, now I'm moving into a new place. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's like new now. It's like the real deal. It's going to start. Indeed. Rent and everything. Every month, rent. Every paychecks. month, you have to do everything. You have to give the money there. So what I try now is to build up like a six month six month plan of. I have six month of Ooh. rent in there, Never which I'm it. not touching. No, he's doing a great <laughs> job. Yeah, you just have to. You just put that in a separate account you yeah. know yeah. i'm not gonna touch that also for the ones and um, i'm gonna look at simon as well but everyone here if you're um, needing ac- information about how to manage your money in the financial side there's a really great book mm-hmm. i um, advise you to read it's called profit first just google it i don't know the the author should should know it but um, profit first it's a really awesome way of um handling your finance so you build up separate accounts for everything you have an account for tax you have an account for um your payments for um for the the business itself so operation expenses you have a separate account for your salary which is important that you pay yourself most importantly you have an extra account for profit so you actually take profit on everything every project that you do you put that aside first so you know you're going to have profit at the end of the year instead of your accountant telling you, hey, here was 500 euros of profit. And then like, where is it? Oh, yeah, you spend it already mm-hmm. on the next one. So um, definitely give that book a read. Um, it's uh, You didn't read it, no? Not yeah. yet. I know. <laughs> if you read it, it really transforms. I like the profit account. Yeah, most people. Mm-hmm. But Never also, had, yeah. it's I- like, also for now, uh, for me, I have all my taxes in one separate account. I know for the next six months, I can pay my taxes just from that. I don't have to think about, oh, this, there's this sum on my account and I see it, but how much was it again for the taxes? How much is it for this? How much for that? You don't have an overview. The moment now I turn on the, the phone and I look at my, my application from the bank, I know, okay, this is where I'm at. I can spend thousand dollars on new gear or i cannot spend anything on gear mm-hmm. and you separate mm. so that's a little bit going Smart. back to that to that um mm. that part what you just told us but um definitely definitely give it a read i what was the question again i think i have another another one be um, what's the biggest challenge you've gone through as a creator or a freelancer a spiral of crappy jobs i mean yeah i already mentioned it but yeah. still let's get into that just for a second um if you if you do one kind of job the whole time 
and you actually don't like it, it's very difficult to get out of it because you don't have a portfolio to show possible new clients. So always try to, don't also work for one production company or one client, also try to spread everything. That you have diff different jobs, different clients, and different yeah. sources. Always backup plans. That you're yeah. not independent with one client. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get into the the next questions because I have a, a few good ones. Um, I don't know. I I think I know the answer to this. Um, but do you regret it? No. Being in the business. Being a freelancer. Oh no no. Not a single moment. Oh no. no. And next part of the question is like, what was the biggest difficulty you had when you started out? This is a question from DMN. DMN Visuals, by the way. Making the right choices, I think. Because you can buy so many different cameras. You can do so many things and you need to make certain choices and they are so powerful. Maybe also taking too much time to make a choice. Indeed. Yeah. Don't think too long, just make a choice and just go for it. And don't look back, just go for it. Don't look back. True. Indeed. Every choice is a right choice. And if not, just learn, learn from it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, um, so the question was, uh, what difficulties when yeah. you started out? Yeah. Well, for me, that was, uh, it's what I already mentioned shortly. Um, being stuck with, uh, with one client that I didn't really like. And yeah. getting new clients. That was difficult, most difficult part for me. Um, because I had other clients, but they were not always coming back, in, I mean, in a short amount of time. So I needed to go always go back to the first client and it was difficult to get out. Um, and then don't over-invest. <laughs> don't buy yeah. big-ass cameras when you're doing corporate and also, testimonials yeah. uh, and know like when that. to give it up know when if you have something but you don't need it yeah, you can indeed. also sell it yeah or you can rent stuff yeah something that i learned yeah. is like just i was thinking it. oh i need this lens i need this lens i need to buy this but it's 700 or it's 1000 euros and then oh wait i can rent this for 50 euros oh yeah. you put that in the budget always think how many times will i use it as yeah. it worth the money yeah and will the client pay extra Try no. try to see if you so get the money back after indeed. ten indeed. or twenty shoots or something like that. Okay, that was a nice one. Yeah, let's just get straight to the balls. <laughs> how do you decide how much to charge for your work? <laughs> just straight gonna grab it. I, this I, is the, I think this it's is a difficult it's, one. It's, it's no, no, it's it's simple mathematics. You have your uh, living expenses, just. Just as a general uh, example, take $1,000. Uh, that's what you need at the end of the month, just to make it simple. Um, do that plus taxes. In Belgium, taxes is like, what, 50, 55% mm -hmm. of what you have. So just to have a little bit of uh, extra room, 2100 that you need to have, plus then uh, TVA. I don't know how it's called in America, because you, they don't have it, I think. Fats? Added taxes to what ah. you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VAT. VAT, yeah. Fat. It's VAT. V-A-T. V-A-T? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, it's, it's in French, it's TVA. It doesn't matter. So add that as well. So in that case, you need to have $3,000 yeah. for one month. 
And then how do you divide it is up to you, but also keep in mind that um, you have competitors and if everybody works for $50 a day, then at the end, nobody will, can ask $1,000 anymore. So mm -hmm. there's a certain market that you have to respect. Yeah. Try to be somewhere where you feel comfortable, but which is also right for other uh, people in the business. But you have to start somewhere. Like talk, something, talk to people. Yeah, something that I, I didn't know what to ask. I searched something yeah, on the internet. I, but then that's what I want to say is I turned to you guys. Like, how do you decide mm -hmm. how much you... Yeah, for starting, a good tip that I have that I wanted to give is um, experience is worth something, definitely. Uh, just as, a, for example... Experience DP ask for a thousand dollars. That doesn't mean that as an unexperienced person you can only ask two hundred. No, you still have to be. You, if you want to be a DP and you know certain things by educating yourself or going to film school, whatever, there is already a certain level of experience that you have. So you have to start at a decent amount of money. Also, don't be afraid to ask money to your client. Nothing is for free in life, especially experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that the gap isn't too big because once after a year and you have more experience, you can come from 200 euros all the way up to 1,000. Make sure you no. get... It's like uh, in the editing, it's, it's also a difficult one, but if you're starting out, you're a bit slower. So you maybe need two days of editing where an experienced editor needs one day. But you can ask almost the same amount of money, but just put some extra time in it. The client doesn't need to know, just put some extra time. Time is free at that moment. But don't ask too less money because you will spend the extra time also. So yeah. mm -hmm. Well, from... This past year, what I've learned, I think, well, I learned a lot of things about money as well. Um, know that, like like Brent's saying, the first thing what you do is set a rate, set a daily rate. You don't have to communicate that to the world, but just know like this is my daily rate. You can also um, split it up in what's the rate for you as a person to work and what is the just all the equipment that you need. Is it your workstation for editing? Is it your camera gear? You just add that up. So you have like a rate for personal work plus gear. Um, yeah. That's then, how you I can, then you can create packages. Yeah. Like but for as me, well, I have my personal rate. I have my camera rate. I have uh, lighting equipment. But if you have everything together, it's a little bit cheaper because you have the whole package. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. But also... Um, I don't communicate that much my daily rates anymore because now I try to do more project-based stuff. Yeah. Like I told you, if you have, for example, if you have a small shoot, um, normally maybe it would have taken you, I don't know, a day of shooting, two days of editing. So it's a three-day project, little project. You would take three days. But you don't take into consideration all the time that you spent chatting with your... Um, with the person, with the client, you don't take into account all the time 
that you're spending to come up with the idea for this mm -hmm. project, you don't take into into consideration into consideration that you probably will have a lot of revisions in the project. Mm -hmm. You don't take into consideration the rendering time if you're working on a very specific, more mm -hmm. editing style. Phone bills. Phone bills. And something responsibility. Yeah, so if you're working on a project-based, um, even for the same project, now you can tell the guy, like, okay, um, for this project, I ask X amount instead of here's my day rate for three days. And so that's how you be, will be able to build in that margin for yourself. Also, something fun, which I heard on a pod podcast, I don't remember who, but he um, he just multiplied everything by pi. <laughs> and that was his final result. Okay. Because you know that most of the time you probably will be spending that much time on a project. <laughs> so maybe a good tip Smart to try one. it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's just you, you learn through the true experience. The first and, and projects you're going to be underpricing just yourself. Just talk to colleagues. Yeah. yeah. Instead of fighting with them or competing with them, talk to them first. See what they ask. Uh, if you if you rent their camera, for example, you know how much the camera costs. Mm -hmm. If you buy one yourself, you know that the camera, the price for renting a camera is at least that that what the colleague uh, is renting mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. So stuff. And that's, I, uh, I think yeah. it's not a secret in our business. No. The price. It's you can't talk about it. No, but and I know there are always there are, people yeah, of who course. are super expensive, and then people who are always. Fucking up the market. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Just find the middle way. And you will also have like differences according to the region that you're living in. Yeah, For yeah, example, if course. you're working here in Europe, prices differ so much from, yeah. from um, yeah, the Americas or Canada. Those even, even Belgium, even, even France, France and yeah. Holland are completely so, different. So um, yeah. I think for you guys, it's just best to, like you said, contact local people that you know. Just take them for a coffee, ask them out. And Fa Facebook is apparently a good place really? to, to, yeah. I, I'm in a group of red cameras yeah. and sometimes there's somebody who is uh, who just asks the question, what's your daily yeah. rate with your camera? I read it a lot of and times on Facebook. And a lot of Facebook. people just write yeah. what, they, what, they, uh, what they ask. And that's, that. I mean, that's just interesting. Yeah. Also, a, a very good tip, if you send a quote to a client and they directly say yes to the project, you know you've undervalued yourself. Up your prices. Yeah, but th that doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter. If you feel comfortable with that price, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you can take that to a new client and know that you can set a new bottom floor for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because that way, and that's something I talk with Simon uh, a lot, is you can do 10 projects of 500 euros a month and earn 5,000 euros. Or you can do one project a month for 5,000 euros. So you don't get there from the first try. You don't get a 5K oh. project the first time. But you can work your way up and you can do two projects of 2,500 each. Yeah, true. So it's, you have to build up, I think, if you, want to, uh, if you want to grow. If you want to do the same stuff over and over again, you just want to make sure you have your 3,000 euros or dollars, like you said in the beginning. You just know, okay, I hit my 3,000. Now I'm going to take some time to chill. That's also a way. But if you want to grow, just raise your bottom floor. Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid, Don't be afraid to, ask, uh, to ask some money. Yeah. Indeed. 
most of the people doing amazing jobs. So you should be paid for that. It's it's a f it's a it's also an occupation. It's not a hobby only. Yeah. Yesterday I read the quote of. It's like going Ram. to the fucking doctors. You don't you don't uh, s just tell the doctor here. I give you five dollars instead of what you ask. Yeah, fifty dollars, whatever. We're professionals. Maybe it's still online. If the client tells you. If a client tells you, I know people that charge uh, less, respond, I got clients that pay more. Indeed. <laughs> if you Bam. have clients that pays more, that pays more, of course. So many questions. Okay. Three tips you would give to your younger self as a new freelancer. <laughs> it's really nice that I can see you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult one. Keeping the best one. Because I, I, I don't want to say the same things we did the whole time. So yeah. that's why I'm thinking about something fresh. I think one thing I would tell myself is, um, which I also tell to a lot of people, which is the most cliche thing you can tell anyone is just do it. Yeah. I think most people who want to go freelance know they should go freelance, but they take too much time to just wonder and mull over it and ask a lot of questions to this guy and ask the other guy, what should I do? And they listen too much to the people around them instead of just listening to themselves and just doing it, starting yeah. it. And if you wanna, if you want to learn something, then learn how to do it and don't just pretend you know what you're doing yeah mm -hmm. uh, try it if you if you want to do some lighting first look up how to do the lighting instead of just trying it on the job yeah. and then fucking it up yeah and if so you on the job you can ask i don't know how it works just ask yeah, it. Be don't try and be honest yeah uh yeah, make the crab of something yeah, just ask also an important one if you're already doing the freelance stuff is dare to say no to projects. Yeah. I think that's... That's a, yeah, a good one, but a difficult, difficult one. one. It's a yeah. difficult one, but it will keep you from getting into a rut of a spiral yeah. of bad, bad yeah. jobs. Indeed. Yeah. And sometimes really, like you already said, do a passion project. Look for something, somebody you can help, but what you also do with your heart. Yeah. Because that, that makes you passionate it keeps you passionate about your job instead of just seeing it as a job yeah and something you really want to do and don't forget to have fun don't because it's fun yeah Our but don't fun, don't so. only do passion no 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 because then you then need you to have money yeah exactly yeah, but even in shitty jobs just try to make it fun just find the small pieces that makes it fun and just enjoy yourself and I know what Tom's going to say next. Be creative. <laughs> don't, yeah, that's when. Don't always do the same things over and over again. Try to be innovative and do new things. Try out new things. That was actually also a question, like how do you get out of a creative rut if you're in it when you're doing freelance stuff? Um, I think, like you said, you just need to do different things like different kinds of jobs because you will learn something and you will take some stuff from that job that you didn't know before you could apply it in a new job. And maybe something which is funny as well is um, try to restrict yourself in some ways. And that sounds pretty, pretty yeah. shitty if you're, if you put that for like a legit job. <laughs> so you need to make sure it works, but maybe 
don't take that 70 to 200 millimeter lens that you have, which you normally would use for this kind of shot. Can you get around with it doing it a different way? Yeah. So limit your usage. That's why I use a Sony a7 III, also for budget reasons, but <laughs> don't don't say that to anyone. No, but um, I do everything run and gun. That means I am limited in the stuff that I do. I don't work a lot with extra lighting, not only because it's, well, it's expensive, it's a route to get it there, but as well, how can you use simple lighting things that you have available to make to make the video better or more creative. You get more creative shots because you have to look for the shots instead of just doing something. It's something that, that Simon said. If you would go to an after movie, you would know, like, I have to do this, this, yep. this, 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 this. Uh, yeah, so we shot an after movie, which completely the opposite, I think. Because yeah. if, if you've done a job a thousand times, it's easy to just do it again. Yeah. But you can do a little extra or try something new. Yeah, and what I sometimes have is that I'm just, that I'm having an off day. That yeah. they ask you, um, try to make some asymmetric uh, or symmetric images or, or try to make artistic images. That's That's what they always say. And then sometimes it's just an ugly environment and it's almost impossible to do something else than the regular, uh, you know, like uh, looking space and everything like that. Um, in that case, I just sometimes literally ask the director, what do you see here? Is there something interesting that you see? And then he sees, uh, he says, try uh, putting the guy all the way in the, the top, right corner of the frame or the lower right corner of, of the frame and then sometimes it just works and then it starts, starts again yeah. and yeah. then you're sometimes dead. you just have you need one spark to to yeah. pull on this chain yeah. reaction in your head exactly yeah. yeah that's how I should have said it yeah okay I think guys this has been a really really great session I think maybe even the best podcast so far Maybe also thanks to the production that we have now. <laughs> and if you're on the verge of making a decision if you should go freelance or not, just do it. Because if you're listening to this so this far, the full way, <laughs> you know you want to do it. Okay, guys, if you have Amen something to, to add, now is the time. Yeah, don't do it for the money. Do it because no, you love it. Indeed, yeah. don't do it for the money. Otherwise, you will be disappointed, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for being here. Um, I think I learned a lot as well. Uh, it's been nice to have different takes on this freelance thing. Um, we'll probably grab something to drink, but for all the listeners out there, um, just, yeah, do yourself. Thanks a lot. Stay creative. Ooh, no, no, it's, it's something new now. Ah, okay. It's all about the creativity. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, it's me, Editor Tom. So if you listen to this fully... Thank you already, it's been such a blast, but there's one thing that I want to ask from you guys. You know, this episode is sponsored by actually nobody, so I'm doing this ad-free, but to get this in front of so many people, it's a lot of work and I need you guys. If you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever platform that you're using and just use the follow button, or the subscribe button and give it a star rating if you really liked it only then then i can get this in front of a lot more creators a lot more people who can benefit from these 
these talks and these guests and everything that they have to say. So guys, that's it. That's all I needed to ask from you guys. You just have a wonderful, wonderful day and I will see you in the next one. And remember, as I said to Brent, it's all about the creativity. Whew.